0: Where I found out that sixty seven out of the top one hundred words on the s a t were in plain sight in in the music that kids are walking around every single day listening to they're able to they're able to sing the songs even of course, of course, and it's like you so that's the top one hundred words and then you zoom out to a thousand you zoom out it's like, Whoa, wait a second, like most of the words that you're asking students to master for standardized tests, um, whether it be like even standardized tests for younger students and state tests, all the way up to the SAT, um, are like, people are consuming this content already in a way that they actually enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Phil with Forbes 30 podcast. This is Phil Michaels, Forbes 30 Under 30 entrepreneur and performance coach. Every year, Forbes names the top 30 entrepreneurs, leaders, and stars in the world. And each week, I bring you one of them to help you level up in your life and business. From celebrities like LeBron James to Kylie Jenner and Cardi B, to entrepreneurs with companies like DoorDash, Instagram, and YouTube, you're sure to learn from the list. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now it's time to level up. Level up. Welcome to Phil with Forbes 30 Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. He's a San Diego native and is the creator and founder of Rhymes with Reason, an online vocabulary and literacy-centered learning tool that is powered by students' favorite music. He was formerly an academically disinterested student himself, created an interactive learning tool that utilizes the same language-rich resource that inspired him to eventually think that school was interesting popular music, particularly hip-hop music, to similarly spark academic interest in Generation Z students. In 2014 at Brown University, he founded Rhymes With Reason after he discovered that 67 of the top 100 words on the SAT were detectable in recognizable hip-hop lyrics. Amazing. Rhymes With Reason and its strategic use of the world's most popular and equitable word bank Popular music aims to engage young people in academics and increase access to vocabulary by presenting vocabulary words and the English language learning within a context, popular music, that most of the world already understands and enjoys. No brainer. Rhymes with Reason has been used in 100 schools and education programs across the U.S. has been covered by Bloomberg, NPR, Education Post, Huffington Post, and other media outlets. In 2019, they launched a collaboration with Chance the Rapper's Social Works, which was, and he was awarded the 2019 Echoing Green Fellowship and was selected as one of the Forbes 30 Under 30 members in education. Please welcome our very special guest, Austin Martin very excited to have you here thank you thanks for having me i really appreciate it oh it's my pleasure and you're calling in from san diego uh to you that are listening austin and i just realized that we both have a love for tampa and affinity for tampa he's in san diego which is a similar city to tampa but he's uh he's been here a few times now so i'm calling in from tampa he's in san diego well welcome yeah
0: no it's uh it's a, a pleasure to be here, and yeah, I'm really
1: excited to, to have this conversation. And we also just realized we have a mutual friend who also is on the list, Cliff Weitzman, and we were just, I was like, Cliff, you, you got to meet this guy, Austin, he's going to be on the podcast, and he was like, are you kidding me, Austin? I know, Austin. It's like, you both met at Brown University, so you yep. already had a connection beforehand. Yep, yep. absolutely. And how did you two meet?
0: Yeah, so um, I, this is a great story because this is, meeting Cliff is a part of the origin story of Rhymes of the Reason. So um, this is good so I can cover the origin story of Rhymes of the Reason and how I met Cliff at the same time. Um, so let me, I guess I'll start with a, like, I'll, I'll lead up to when I met Cliff. And yeah, then I'll take like, us
1: back to the beginning.
0: Okay, cool. So, when I was a young child, you know, like honestly, like from the time I started school, you know, started kindergarten, preschool, or kindergarten, up until my freshman year of high school, I did not, I I did not like school. (laughs) I was not a, I wasn't a good student, really, and um, you know, teachers you know, my parents, people that knew me were always like, you know, you're, you're a pretty smart kid. Um, You know, you, you're creative, all these things, but uh, you, and you have this ability. Why can't, why aren't you a good, why can't you translate this into success Mm. in the classroom? And, you know, it was, this was something that I was like, this was one of the biggest challenges of my life from, from, during that formative period of my life, when like trying to translate my intellect and ability into good grades, right? Um, And one of the reasons why I had so much trouble, um, I guess, getting good grades and like mastering traditional education was because, the area that took up so much of my time was this intellectual and um like independent investment that i had in studying and enjoying hip-hop music mm. um i would come home from school and you know turn on the tv and watch <laughs> for better or for worse watch music videos on mtv and and BT and all these things like you know like all day after school. And I would also hop on the computer uh, when I could and study lyrics, um, study the way that, you know, my favorite rappers were putting lyrics together um, and putting, putting words together. And the thing that connected with me so much and drew me so closely to this thing, this, um, this genre of music, really was, it was people that I identified with that looked like me, that shared my cultural background that were verbal geniuses. I, I, I just thought that was such an interesting and cool thing because again, I was always this kind of intellectual
1: guy but like this- intell- Didn't translate into what academia considers success. Yes, yes. Um so you but, were intellectually there, you were able to eloquently speak. You had maybe yeah. a vocabulary that was above average, but yet for some reason it wasn't translating into the best grades in school. Yes,
0: absolutely. And I was like again I, I from a young I I liked intellectual stuff, but I liked it dressed up in a format that stuck with me that I identified that you with resonated with. That resonated with me, right? So I, when I like something like that and I'm intrigued, I get really, really into it. So like I was saying, I, I would literally study the music, study the lyrics. Um, and as I matured, like I started to realize, whoa, this is the exact same thing that you're asking me to do to get good grades and master
1: school, right? Um, But you're doing it through a way that motivated you that you were interested in. You didn't like maybe sitting in the classroom and having some teacher lecture at you. But when it was dressed up through a music video and you can (laughs) relate to it, you're like, oh, this makes sense to me. I can learn this all day because I enjoy it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, by the time I got into high school, because of this like independent study or this like course that I was taking in hip hop, um that was self-driven and self you know self-induced by the time i got into uh high school i had a wider vocabulary i had a better grasp of figurative language i um understood all how to all the allusions and references that that were made in the music like pop culture history mm-hmm. all these you know
1: um hidden messages or subliminal messages that were maybe you had to comprehend on a deeper level. You had to read between the lines. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. And I I gained that ability from this independent study with the music. So by the time I got into high school, it started to click. Like, Like you just said earlier, it was like, whoa, now I see that what I've been doing, what I've been practicing is what you're asking me to do just in a, uh, a dressed-up way like we just talked about. So once I got that and it started to click, I started to succeed as a student. And by the end of high school, because, yeah, once I get into something, I get the hang of it, and, um, you know, I, I kind of figure it out. So then uh, by the end of high school, I had had a, a 4.0 and was accepted to Brown University. And when I was at Brown, I decided that, You know, I felt that I got very, very lucky that I, um, you know, kind of late in the game uh, for me, I I got this spark that changed my trajectory and I got to a great university and I was blessed with such educational opportunity to go to Brown that I wanted to bring that same spark that I was fortunate enough to get to as many young people across the country um, and potentially world as possible. So when I got to Brown, I um, d- I did my homework on like I had this idea and I did my homework like how do I make this real like how do I how do I start this and I uh, signed up uh, to go to an interest meeting for the social entrepreneurship de- I never heard of social entrepreneurship before but the social entrepreneurship department and in that department I met Cliff Weitzman and again I, I was there because i was trying to solve the or answer the question how do you actually take an idea
1: like that's this complicated this vast um and make it real and replicate it for those out there that might not have embarked on this discovery yet and you're because you're like if this worked for me this there might be other people out there that have the same exact issue the same challenge absolutely i i mean i
0: know i knew like i know other people that had the same challenge like
1: You know, I, I, so. So now you wanted to create a blueprint on how other people can follow the same strategic map, essentially.
0: Yep. Yep. And, and consolidate that process into a like centralized place or streamlined pathway. And how did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So the first step started there in that social entrepreneurship department at Brown, they had me do basically two things. One, uh, do research to find out if your hunch, uh, this experience that you had,
1: find out how like how real it is, how... how um, Validate it with the customer. See if this is, you know, test your hypothesis. Are yes. there others out there that have the same challenge?
0: Yes. And also... Customer validation. Of, yeah. And, and also in terms of the research around the problem, like dig in deeper there. So that's one aspect. And the other is, you know, building a minimum viable product, which is a part of kind of what you just mentioned. But, MVP. Yes. So Minimum Viable Product, there was a young, uh, eager, passionate young guy that I met named Cliff Whitesman um, and, and, a, and a few other people, but but Cliff particularly said, hey, um, why don't you meet me at, I think it was in the library, meet, meet me in the library at X-Time and... I'm going to show you how to, um, create a, a website and I'm going to show you how to buy a domain name and I'm going to show you how to start the building blocks of building this idea. I showed up right there at the time. He expected he's like, Whoa, I didn't expect you to show up. And, um, we went through the domain names and went through like Weebly and how, like, you know, starting just a basic website. And I just bought the domain name on the spot. I bought, um, uh, the subscription to Weebly on the spot, and you know, started. I started building it right then and there. But Cliff was the 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 person that helped me take that first initial step to bu- building an MVP. Um, which it was instrumental in to
1: be change your life and instrumental in changing your life because it changed your trajectory of where you headed. You now took, and this is so beautiful because so many people need to realize that sometimes your greatest pain becomes your greatest gift
0: Mm. and it ends
1: up what you do ends up being maybe what you spend your life doing your life's work same with cliff if you look at cliff right he had the dyslexia and that ultimately led to speechify yes he could learn better and faster and show other people how to do it because for him it was studying Harry Potter books Mm. and listening to the Harry Potter Mm. books is how he learned English and how he was able to read better because he wasn't able to read properly yes you you weren't succeeding academically but you found a way that you that enthralled you about the idea of vocabulary and and learning and the intellectual discussions that were being had but in a way it was dressed up and now you're able to serve others using that same method
0: yeah yeah no absolutely and and just the last piece to this this origin story here is like i said the other side of what i learned that first year was like i said the Kind of validating the hypothesis and the and the re, well more of the research side like actually really validating the problem and the challenge and um, that's why I found out that sixty seven out of the top one hundred words on the SAT were in plain sight in in music that kids are walking around every single day listening to they're able to they're able to sing the songs even of course of course and it's like. So that's the top 100 words, and then you zoom out to 1,000, you zoom out, it's like, whoa, wait a second, like most of the words that you're asking students to master for standardized tests, um, whether it be like even standardized tests for younger students and state tests, all the way up to the SAT, um, are like, people are consuming this content already in a way that they actually enjoy so it's just kind of picking apart what what's already there and and um morphing that into a format that can benefit the next That's generation. What happened. And then Wait, what say happened, that
1: one more time. What happened at that moment once you started That
0: was the light bulb moment. That was the light bulb moment where I was like, whoa, okay. Like again, it's real. like it's more than just a um, it's it's more than just an idea. Now there's like there's tangible evidence that you, there, there's something you're really onto something and you have like a, a golden nugget of data kind of to
1: back your hypothesis. That's amazing. And even in a larger scope that you and I are both very passionate about education. Yeah. I think it's the key to changing the world's, all the world's problems. But what if education just completely disrupted and realized that instead of trying to force kids to learn a certain way it's like let's first find out which what each individual is motivated by what are they passionate about and then use that motivation that intrinsic desire and use that to educate them and Mm. somehow find a way to educate them through edutainment so yes. it's fun and motivating. Kids, kids are already curious. They already want to learn. You don't even have to do anything. They want to learn. They just want to learn through the way that they're motivated, through that their intrinsically desire, and um, maybe take that to the next level. And it sounds like you did that. Cliff did that. What if, if we have other entrepreneurs that can create these solutions for kids like you? It's amazing. So would it, when you talk about studying the lyrics and studying the artist, who were you studying? Like, who were the yeah. top three artists that you were studying? And then what would you do? Were you writing notes down of, of yeah. your, your favorite bars? Yeah, like, okay, so my favorite rapper
0: of all, my personal favorite rapper of all time is Lupe Fiasco. Oh, yeah. and
1: um, He performed right here at University of Tampa, actually. It's really? Amazing.
0: Yeah. No, I, he, he, to me, he's the most lyrically genius rapper that I've ever heard in my life. And the thing about him too is, well, there's other rappers that um especially okay, so early on he was also like really, really like cool too. Like now he's just at a at a like and I still love him and still love his music, but he he's at a phase where um you know he's older and, and his like he doesn't necessarily care about and and he's you know he's close to 40 but when he was 25 or so and he had that cool factor and 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 he was like this super it was just this clash of like super cool fresh new but also so smart and so
1: um you could be cool and smart at the same time represented an idea that hadn't yet precedented Yes. Yes. And, and he, he's
0: my personal favorite. And, um, with him too, I mean the double meanings, the, the, how clever the, the writing is like, it's just, it's just unbelievable. So yeah, with him, I was really studying, like trying to figure out when, when he had a double entendre, need? like what, what are the two things that he's referring to? How do they connect? Like, am I interpreting this correctly? And one example, this is not a double entendre. Uh, well, actually it is, but <laughs> but one line that sticks out that I always tell in my story with the formation of rhymes with reason is he had this one lyric where he said, um, he was talking about something that he was like, um, something that he was like, I guess, yeah, resisting or some something that was like pulling him and he was resisting it. And he said, I resist it like it's Ohm's. And he was talking about Ohm's law of resistance. Um, for, and I remember when I was in ninth grade physics class being tested on Ohm's law. And I literally wrote down like Ohm's is the law of resistance because of a Lupe line. And that that is like, that's another nugget that I look back on is like, okay, that's one of the things that infor- like, that helped spark rhymes with reason is like, literally I had an experience where because of a lyric, it actually helped me get a question right on a test, like
1: concretely, tangibly. You'll never and forget Ohm's law. Yeah, I mean, because it's anchored in now, you, you have two, you. two different places that you can connect it to. And it, that must've been like a light bulb moment for you. You're like, oh, wow. yes for my education
0: yes yeah absolutely so Lupe would probably be number one I'm also huge Jay-Z fan um I I would say I mean I listen to like every everybody old new everybody everything that's probably my top two favorite rappers of all time though
1: have you ever reached out to them and told them what you're doing and how you, ins- how you, uh, were inspired by their work?
0: So, um, I have, and I'm working on it. I don't know. I I've had a meeting and I'm in contact with some people from rock nation, Jay Z's company, um, and working on uh, specifically with their f- uh, philanthropic arm, um, I might be speaking too soon, but we just, you know, had some conversations and met with them and and they're great. Um, But Lupe, I I really need to, I, I, I need to figure out the right way to do it. Um, But there's no question. I honestly, I would just like to personally tell him, thank you. Like I want like almost nothing from him other than just to thank him um, for what he has done for me, and I feel like so many others, like he's one of those artists to me that's so underrated and so, um, un- like he he doesn't he hasn't gotten the credit that, that he deserves because he's very, very influential, not just with me, but I also think that sites like uh, Genius, like Rap Genius. Um, and there's a lot of other things that he's actually really kind of uh, thought-leadered in, in our society, honestly, yeah. and he doesn't get the credit for it.
1: Hundred percent, he's definitely an underestimated uh, artist and and mogul and, and influencer. And um, I can't make any promises, but one of my fellow grads from UT has become a musician, Jared Evan, amazing artist, and he opened up for Lupe a few Mm. times. So I'm happy to reach out and see if I can make that connection, because I feel like he needs to hear your story. Mm. And the fact that you've it's not that it just inspired you, it's actually inspired your creation, Mm. which has ultimately led to impacting millions of children around the world. Mm. And so we can, uh, he needs to know this. So maybe if it's even sending a mini clip of this, this moment to him, and just getting the word out there and seeing how there could be a collaboration in the future maybe.
0: I I would love that. I mean, that would be be a dream.
1: Um, I'm gonna write that down. I appreciate that a lot. And now tell me about when you started reaching success and you started to turn this into a reality. It started to come to fruition. You started helping others. How does it work now? Like for these kids that that now have a blueprint to use the same methodology you used? Is it an app? Is it in schools? How does it work? Yeah,
0: so it's uh, the best way to describe So it's all based on the web. Um, it's like you can access it on any device. So it can work on, off Safari or Google Chrome off of your phone. It's not on the App Store. Um, but it's, I would describe it as an interactive learning resource or game, if you will. Um, we're adding some elements that make, are going to make it even more gamified. Um, but basically, the, the way that it works is there's different levels of um, vocabulary difficulty and also readability difficulty. And the objective really is to learn, the primary objective is to learn vocabulary words, but along the way, you also build other literacy skills through different exercises. But the vocabulary words and the building of these liter- literacy skills are introduced through snippets of music from popular artists. So if you go on our website and you, you click demo, um, you'll see a a demo with like, I think seven words. Um, and they're all... Uh, Some of them are SAT words and others are common core tier two words, but they're from uh, um, the artists that are shown like Cardi B, Beyonce, uh, Chance the Rapper, Drake, J. Cole,
1: and Kendrick Lamar. Wow. Um, And so it teaches you those words, for example, through one of their songs or the lyrics in their song. Cardi B made the list too so she's on she's a forbes lister as well so that's that's amazing and then and then what do they add it to their repertoire do they have like a dashboard within the web app
0: yep yep so basically um yeah they have what the way it's introduced we call it a learning playlist so they have this learning playlist with these artists on it and the words and they add the words to their play like depending on who they want to listen to or or whatever the favorite artist Yep. um And then they go through these different exercises that we've worked with folks from Harvard grad school of education, um, to kind of weave our, um, our method into like deep, uh, it's like deep vocabulary and literacy acquisition methodology. So they go through different stages of exercises and practice that hit on certain skills. Um, of course, most obvious skills is learning the word but also building skills about inference and figuring out what things mean in context um you know we we got new stuff uh, like for next school year like with point of view and um all kind of different so cool skills that, so that but cool. the music being this uh you said anchor uh where where the learning happens and just opening Pandora's box up, you know, from the, from the music, basically, and the
1: lyrics. And that's amazing, and, and it, it's being used in over 100 schools and education programs around the world or around the U.S. It's like U.S. It, focused, yeah, right now. Um, and if I'm, let's say I'm a teacher or I'm, a, you know, the head of the school board or I'm even a student of a school and I want this in my school. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm a teacher. I want this in my school. How do they do that?
0: Yeah. So they go on our, our, our website, uh, www.rhymeswithreason.com. And um, there's uh, on, on the home page you'll see, uh, it'll say like administrator, teacher, student, uh, and, and you just kind of pick who you are. And, and uh, there's a subscription package available for kind of each type of person so cool.
1: uh, yeah so when and, you started uh, getting this success you got listed in Forbes yeah uh do you remember where you were I mean walk us through that moment what do you remember about when you made the Forbes list where were you how it happened
0: yeah yeah um I was I was at home and and I I think the email came in at something like 5 a.m um you know I'm I'm up Pretty early every day, and um, for some reason, like I, I, I looked at it, and I, it said it, it was very, it was a very nonchalant email, like it, it you know, just black and white text. Uh, for the, for the most part, it was like, hey, you know, you. I, I read it like ten times to make sure <laughs> that it wasn't like just a.
1: You even started you know, rapping it. it. You're like, let me <laughs> sing this
0: one out. <laughs> no, no, like. I read it like 10 times just to make sure it wasn't like a some sort of spam or, or something like that. And I read it. And you then didn't think I think it was real. Yeah. I wasn't sure that it was real. And then I realized that there was a link at, at the bottom of it. I clicked on the link and I saw my picture and that's when I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is, yeah, this is really real. And I remember, you know, reaching out to a few close friends and, and, and family and like, like oh my gosh! Like you're not gonna believe this! Like I, I I'm on Forbes 3030. They're like, <laughs> what? Like or like, you know? And they 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 believed it, which was I guess a compliment and and a blessing. But it was the thing that really made it real was seeing the picture. That was what was crazy. And then seeing your picture next to, uh, you know, like. Who,
1: who I'm trying to think of like the most like Patrick Mahomes and yeah LeBron uh, James is on the list Kylie Jenner Cardi B right right the creator Michael Phelps I mean they're yeah. and you're like wow I'm on the, it's validating it's rewarding it's a proud For moment sure. it, it really is and and the thing that I some folks have asked
0: me like you know what how does it feel like and I I would say that word validating is the best um, I guess like adjective to describe it because it, it really makes you look it reflect back on like where you started. It was like when I started this, did I think that, you know, I'd be on the Forbes list? Like, like I, that, that's just crazy. And it really makes you thankful for the journey. And it's just like an amazing time marker um, that like, you know, uh, prompts you to really reflect and be thankful for, for the journey.
1: Yeah. Because at, an early moment when you're first starting out, you think this might just be a crazy idea in your head. Yeah. Like, You know, my mom keeps telling me like, when are you going to do something serious or real or yeah. you know, get that good job and a stable income? And as an entrepreneur, you kind of need to be a little crazy and you kind of need to real be much. obsessed with your ideas so much that you really think that this is a problem that needs to be solved. And when you finally find out that you're on the Forbes list, for example, you're like, oh wow, like, this, is, this is validating. This feels good, other people believe in this, not just me in my you know, garage or my basement yep. or my yep. bedroom just mapping out crazy ideas. This is something real. Absolutely, yeah. So I'll never forget that, that moment. It's a beautiful moment. What, what do you say now is the single most important attribute that you think got you to where you are today, Austin.
0: Hmm. Wow. The single most important attribute Hmm. I got think like, there's so many. There's like I'm trying to like rank rank uh what what are the like the most important attributes? I would say that um
1: because most people would have quit right most people yeah they're like they're not doing well in school, they're not a good student their their family's on them, their friends might be on them, the family friends might be on your case about it, and you're like something's not working, and then when you find something that clicks for you, everyone doesn't believe it at first. It takes yeah. time, and so most people probably would have given up if they weren't seeing other people kind of believing in it. Or you know that it was an idea that could take legs very quickly. It, it takes a couple of years, so you had to have something about you, a personal attribute that you think allowed you to succeed. Yeah, I think that. Um, so I, th-
0: this is like a really like kind of uh, cheap way of answering this question, but I, I think it's um, well. A big aspect of it is being is persistence, but I'm gonna say, you know, my uh, not to take this in this direction, but I, uh, you know, I'm born in May. I'm a I'm a Taurus, <laughs> and that means that I'm stubborn, and that means that one of the blessings of being stubborn is that when you believe in something, you know, I, okay, this is it. I think I have a good balance of, and I've always had this, a good balance of taking advice, but also being stubborn. Like that, finding that right mix of taking advice and also being stubborn, I think that is the key attribute that has propelled me thus far in life. Because you have to be a, enough of a student and enough of a learner to listen to those that are experienced, those who have forged a path that you want to go down, but also independent enough in your thought um, and having the, also the ability to block out obstacles and those that, that say that you can't do it uh, as well. And you just have to find that that balance. I think that is pro- having that balance, which again, over time, I've developed. I would say that's the, the so key.
1: important, so important. I actually empathize with that a ton because you can get to this point where you're taking in too much feedback. You're like listening to yeah. every mentor, and I'm guilty of that. I did, I made a huge mistake. You know, when I was first building Tembo, I was listening too much too often to the mentors that yep. I had. And I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't yep. listening to my own gut instinct. Yep. And, yep. and that, you, that you find that fine balance between, you wanna be someone that's open to feedback, you're yes. willing to listen, doesn't necessarily mean you always need to take their advice.
0: Yep. It, it's this art of like um, taking bits and pieces of advice that apply to you, that, that you feel fit with you. Um, because, yeah, everybody a- a- advice comes with a lot of biases, comes with a lot of, of course, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just intrinsically how it is. But there's an art to listening even to people that you don't, that are seem to be like very opposite of you. Like there's things mm-hmm. you can learn from people that are very opposite of you, but they're, they're little nuggets that you can take and apply where where they fit. Um, but then, yeah, also, um, like listening to, to yourself and, and
1: being open is, is very, is extremely important as well. It's great advice. And it seems very fitting for the time right now. Everybody has an opinion, but it's like, sometimes you don't, it's important to listen to those opinions. Doesn't mean you always need to accept it. Absolutely. There's probably one or two things in there, a, a metaphor
0: that. I'm, I'm very fortunate my my dad he taught me this at a very young age. He says like um, a, a, like an apple if an apple has a bruise on it, you don't you just cut off the bruise. you don't throw away the whole apple mm, I love you that. Know? you don't throw away the whole apple because the rest of the apple might be great. you just cut off the the bruise and I think a lot of people do themselves a disservice by throwing away the whole apple.
1: Wow. that is deep. I love that. Yeah. Take what works for you. Double down on it. Eliminate, discard, or pivot away from what doesn't work. doesn't mean you need to, it's not black or white. It's not binary. It's not Absolutely. mutually exclusive. You can have both. You can have the bruise, but you can also have a great apple.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. So I, I would say that like I'm still mastering that though. It's still a journey to 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 do that, it's hard. It, it, it's very difficult, but I think that I was able maybe to do that more so than other people at a younger age, um, but I'm still working on it. It's something that anybody can
1: work at. How do you work on that? How do you get better at that? Hmm.
0: I think that um, two ways. Because we're talking about two, so the two sides of the spectrum here have to do with listening. Like we just said, listening to yourself and then listening to other people. So I think on the side of listening to yourself, how you work at it is being more self-aware, sitting with yourself, thinking, getting to know yourself and actually like when you believe in something, actually following it. So, so, um, you know, like eliminating you know just going for stuff that you believe in and not you know like just uh, the, for example, like the Lupe thing, Lupe is not necessarily the most popular rapper ever, but he's my favorite rapper, and I just like him, you know and in and, and me listening to him and following him has been influential in me my my journey. And if I would just went with what everybody did, who knows, you know? Um, So there's that being, being self-aware, trusting yourself and working on that, even in small ways, Um, listening to your gut on the other side is being open. I think a way to practice that is having conversations with people that have different views than you, Um, whether it be politically, whether it be whatever. Um, and, and practicing that, practicing that art of, although they have a, you know, there's something different about them than you and they see the world in maybe a big way different than you, still engaging in conversation with them and, and like, um, like, you know, uh, giving them the, the floor and, and, and listening and soaking in their perspective.
1: Um, Seek seek to understand rather than to be understood.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So I think it's those two things, practicing both of those things. Great advice. I know those listening are going to be like, oh, I'm going to write that one down. And we'll definitely put that in the show notes. So that's a perfect segue into something I like to call, Austin, the under 30 seconds round. Okay. I'm going to fire off a few questions and just answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Ready? Perfect. What is the book you've gifted more often than any other book and why? Uh, the seven spiritual laws of success
0: by, uh, Deepak Chopra, um, mm-hmm. extreme, extremely concise, um, guide, not only to success, but r- really happiness. Um, and I think, I believe that, uh, you know, self-awareness and happiness. So understanding yourself and being happy will lend itself to
1: success. Great recommendation. Number two, what's one of the best investments and one of the worst investments you've ever made and why? Hmm. Um, one of the best
0: investments... I'm just going to go with that, first, that when I bought that we, that domain name and that, that Weebly website and got started. Um, and um, one of the worst investments that I've made, hmm. This is also, I'm going to take a real cheap answer. There's no worst investment
1: because you, you learn a lesson if you make a mistake. Good answer. Good answer. Number three, what's the most impactful thing you do in your morning routine and the most impactful thing you do in your evening routine?
0: Hmm. Um, Morning routine, uh, have to to get outside, have to breathe fresh air. Uh, I I do like to run, um, but if I'm not running, then even going for a walk. And to me, it wakes my mind up. It... um, yeah, it. I've just become more awake, and I think you know, creatively and, and focus wise, that's super important for me. At night, uh, I I like to schedule out the next day. Um, you know, I have a weekly schedule, but I like to add in specific objectives for
1: the next day at night. Yes. Pretend you won the Peter Thiel Fellowship, and mm-hmm. you were going to get money to start a business instead of going to college. What's mm. the very first thing you do to start a new business? Mm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Um, hire developers. <laughs> uh, and. Um, hmm. I would. Um, well, the very first thing, and this actually has nothing to do with money, uh, would be. Be doing a real inventory on um making sure that the the business that i'm starting matters to me and and it's something that i care about because i'm a firm believer that you can't push through the obstacles of starting a business unless it really really resonates with you personally so i would do a lot of internal introspection um and i would maybe even pay uh, you know whether it's going on retreats and, and it, uh, buy time to do that internal introspection in starting the business so hiring developers doing deep internal exploration and introspection and also um, like I, w- I would invest time in like a marketing plan
1: and and perfect invested in marketing last question on this round what's something you never knew you needed
0: Hmm. Something I never knew I needed.
1: Um,
0: hmm. Um, something that I never knew that I needed was to slow down. And uh, to, you know, being somebody, you know, you think Forbes under 30, there's a certain mindset that it takes to be, you know, just like you said, kind of obsessive over your idea. Um, Slowing down and, and, and is, is extremely – you take a couple steps back, and you actually are taking multiple steps forward.
1: Yes, sometimes you do less, not exactly, more. and you do yep. less to do more. Thank you so much for being here today, Austin. Uh, this is amazing. Before you go, what's the next big goal, milestone, or bucket life list item you want to achieve? Hmm. Um, hmm. I would like
0: to see rhymes with reason. Um, I would like to see. I, I want rhymes with reason to affect. I don't know. There's a next milestone, but I, I I would like it to uh, have a million a million young people uh, use rhymes with reason. Uh, that's that's a, a goal. Um, that I have and
1: um, yeah, that's That's great. That's a great goal. Yeah, it's a great goal. Ambitious goal. I wouldn't expect anything less from a (laughs) Forbes 30 under 30 member. Um, You are awesome. It's such a pleasure. You and I could probably talk for hours. So we have so much in common. Um, Austin was nice enough uh, because of your generosity to offer a 20% off subscription for all of you listeners out there by going to rhymeswithreason.com. Um, using code Phil, P-H-I-L, and he also wanted to share that he has a COVID-19 at-home study subscription available, Um, and you're also doing a a webinar on this as well. So first of all, for the COVID-19 at-home study subscription, it's rhymeswithreason.com slash COVID-19, and I know you also wanted to share you're doing a webinar on this can yep. you expand on that a bit more? Yep, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and, and
0: just to clarify real quick, so if you go to reason.com backslash COVID-19, uh, on there, uh, type in, uh, there's a coupon code, and type in fill in all caps on, on that page. Perfect. Um, but yes, next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, I'm doing a webinar uh, that will show, where we'll dig into the product of Rhymes with Reason and talk about, um, you know, how, how it works. You know, again, a little bit like we talked about where it came from and the best way to, to utilize this, especially this summer, um, you know, for young students that are at home and are in need of some engaging summer learning. And also for educators um, to walk through how to deploy this in a, in a classroom um, or a virtual classroom uh as well so um there you go huh? there you go
1: educators and students you know
0: where to go yeah yeah no and if you follow us on instagram at rhymes with reason the link to the webinar is in uh our bio
1: perfect and where do listeners go to connect with you directly austin
0: yeah so instagram at rhymes with reason um and um yeah go on our 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 website rhymes and, uh, email us, but Instagram at rhymes with reason is probably the best way to, uh, to connect with, with me. I know it is our, our company
1: Instagram, but I'm, I'm on there quite a bit. Perfect. <laughs> so, um, just contact on there. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being here today. This is Austin Martin with rhymes with reason who gets you to learn faster through your favorite music. We learned so much today. We learned how to to listen to advice, what to take, what not to take. We learned about how you can use your favorite artists to enhance your intellectual capacity. I love this. It's so important. Everyone needs to be using this. And Austin, thank you so much for being here today. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Uh, yeah, appreciate it, and I look forward to. Talking to you offline soon as well. For sure. Hope this episode helped you as much as it helped me. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us today. I hope this episode helped you as much as it helped me. Who do you think would benefit from hearing it? You can make an impact on their life by sharing it now. Before you go, I encourage you to tell us your favorite part of the episode in the review section. Now it's time to level up. Level up.